The Infinite Tabs podcast is brought to you by The Joy Revival, a community created to inspire you to choose joy. Each week, we'll bring you two episodes, one dedicated to how we believe that Jesus is the source of our hope and our joy. Another episode is dedicated to all the things, the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires. But in the midst of it all, we can still choose joy. Hello, and welcome to the Infinite Tabs podcast. I am Stacey Filipkowski. And I am Megan Sanchez. And today we are going to be diving a little bit deeper into prayer life and how to discern whether you're hearing from God or are those your own thoughts? Yes. So our podcast that was on deepening your relationship with God through prayer is to date one of our most listened to podcasts. Now, what that speaks to us is that there is a real desire for people to know God on a more intimate level, and that some of you might struggle in your prayer life. Yes. Now, before we dive in today, I want to say really quickly, um, on our last podcast, which was the uh, feminist one, Mm -hmm. um, Stacey got a little carried away. I perhaps used a word that God later (laughs) convicted me on. And, um, and so, you know, we're always talking about being real with you guys and, Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, when God convicts us, I mean, if we're not living it out right in front of you, then, you know, we're no better. So I'm just here to tell you, I'm sorry if that offended any of you. I, I think it offended God because he convicted me on it. So, um, I have since removed that portion, but the early risers probably heard it. So (laughs) you snooze, you lose. Sorry. (laughs) Oh, Uh, so anyway, again, I apologize if it offended any of you. I do tend to get carried away with the comedic value of things. And I really wasn't like thinking, I mean, I really, yeah. Anyway, that's, I'm going to leave it at that. You're forgiven. God forgives you. We love you. you. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So I'm wondering how our listeners are doing with their conversational relationship with God since the last time we visited this topic, because that was something that we we talked about a lot during the prayer. So if you feel led to share, we will leave the comment section open. I would love to get your dialogue and understand how is that going for you? Are you struggling? Are you feeling like it's bringing you closer to God? Um, where are you in this? One of the things that people have asked me over the years is Stacy, how do you know when God is speaking to you? Like, is it audible? For me, it's not audible. Only one time throughout my life, do I feel like I actually heard an audible voice? Usually what it is, is it's a heart whisper, or I like to call it a brain dump. (laughs) Okay. A brain dump. Yeah. No, let me explain this now. It's the God winks, which is really an endearing way to say confirmation. See, the one thing I know about God is that if it is from him, he will always confirm it. Now, how he confirms it to you might be different than it is for me. And as you grow in that relationship with him, you will learn his love, his love language for you. And, and it's different for everyone. So I want to share this testimony. Um, it's pretty powerful. 
It's a little bit unbelievable to be honest with you, but it's one of the moments in my life that was a pivotal moment. So back in 2011, I had not surrendered my life to Jesus. Now I've always known about God. I've always believed in God, but did I have a relationship with him? No. And so in 2011, we were getting ready to go on a cruise, um, with some friends. It was like three weeks away. So I'm cutting veggies for our dinner that night. And I'm like thinking of all the things I have to get ready for this trip. All the, like everything I have to pack, everything I have to do. Let me back up real quick. The night before I was cooking this dinner, Matt and I had discussed, maybe we'll go a day early. Cause we were, we had to fly down to Florida to go out of Florida. Maybe we'll go a day early and go to like Epcot or Disney or something, just the two of us. Um, so we were kind of contemplating what that looked like. And then when I called to look at tickets, I was like, I'm not paying that much money for like one day at, at Epcot. So thinking about all the things I have to do and in the middle of me doing this, I hear, go get your Bible. And I'm like, it kind of like stopped me from my, what I was doing. I was like, that's a weird thought. So I ignored it and kept cutting my vegetables. It's like, go get your Bible. And it was like, not again, it's not audible, but it was a stronger feeling this time. And I'm like, that is so bizarre. So I keep cutting again, go get your Bible. So now by this time I'm irritated and I like slam the knife down. Right. And I'm like, are you serious? And I was like, all right, God, if this is from you, then you're going to help me find it. I mean, I was so like that, you know, pain in the butt child of yours when you ask Mm -hmm. him to do something right. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're going to help me find it because I haven't seen it since I moved out of my house 12 years ago. And we had all these boxes, like three feet, three foot boxes that we had never unpacked at this house. And I'm like, it could be anywhere. Okay. Okay. So I go downstairs. I like turn the light on. I look at the sea of boxes before me. There's probably like 12 of them. And I'm like, I can't even believe I'm going to do this. So I, I walk up to the first box and I open it up and I swear, I know this sounds crazy, but it was like a light shone down from the heavens. And it was oh the gosh. first thing, the very, it was my white Bible that my parents, my white King James that my parents gave me for my graduation sitting right on the top. Very first thing so much that it actually took my breath away and like my knees kind of gave out. And I was like, Oh, Okay. (laughs) Like, okay. He's obviously like, he's trying to speak to me. Mm -hmm. So, okay. There's a couple more things that happen and you guys got to stick with me. So I take a Bible upstairs now sidetrack. When I was 17, you're going to be like, where is this story even going? (laughs) I promise you, you're going to want to stay here. So when I was 17, I worked for the Disney store just seasonally. And when I left, they gave me two tickets to Disney World. Okay. Keep that in your back pocket. So here I am with my Bible and I'm like kind of shaky because that was a a moment for sure. Mm -hmm. So I sit down and I'm like, okay, God, what do you want to tell me? That was like so important. You had to interrupt my day. Um, So I opened the Bible and there was a bookmark in it. Well, the bookmarks were two tickets to Disney World must have been in there from when I was 17. And when I was cleaning and moving out of my parents' house, I probably saw him. And I was like, yeah. So when you were 17 years old, they were tickets. Yeah. The tickets were 17 years old, actually themselves. Whoa. So 
I'm thinking to myself, okay, I must have put them in here just thinking like, I'm not going to throw my Bible away. So I'll put them in there. They'll be safe. Right. Sure. But I just told you that we said we weren't going to go to Disney World because we couldn't, we didn't want to spend the money. And here I do, I open up my Bible and there's two tickets to Disney World. Now, wow. I know some of you are probably like, ew, Disney, God wouldn't use that. You know what? God uses whatever he wants when he wants, if it's, if he knows it's mm-hmm. going to get your Amen. attention. So, yeah. and I had no idea about Disney back then. So to me, yeah. I was like, <laughs> this is like, this is like a reward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I just opened my Bible. I listened. I was obedient. I opened my Bible and I just got two tickets to Disney world. Mm-hmm. So I called Disney World because there was no expiration date on them. And I was like, I got these two tickets and there's no expiration. And they're like, they don't expire. He goes, and the good thing is, is you'll be able to get into all the parks now that didn't even exist when those tickets were printed. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Wow. So needless to say, that is what I call a brain dump. When you are not thinking of one specific thing and all of a sudden something very specific goes in your head. Yeah. That is outside of what you are actually thinking of. Um, and this was the beginning of my transformation to God because he had my attention. He had my full attention. Mm-hmm. Like I was, I was so like paying attention to everything that was going on at that point because mm-hmm. you couldn't ignore what had, what had just happened. Yeah. So that's my story. And that's my explanation of what a brain dump is. So when you have those moments and you're like, wait a minute, was that me? Mm-hmm. If you were not thinking about that thing, it more than likely wasn't you. And he will usually repeat it as well. It'll get stronger. Well, I mean, that was multiple confirmations in a very short window that was taking place. Like the Lord was like this, now this, now this, just mm-hmm. listen Yeah. And that is pretty awesome. There's one more piece I got to share. Oh, yeah. So I have a tendency to shut machines and computers and things down when I come near them. It happens a lot. Um, We were in line to get it into Epcot and we got, we were the next people to go and the whole entire system of Epcot center shut down. They did not know what they were supposed to do because the lady that was working was like, I've been working here for eight years and I've never seen anything like this. We don't even know what to do. We don't even know how to get you in because everything was electronic. So they couldn't Mm -hmm. even like open the gates. So everybody's on their walkie talkies, the front of the gates closed, the back of the gates closed. No one can get in. And my husband just turns to me. He's like, are you kidding me? Is this you? And I'm like, (laughs) I don't don't know. know. They're the tickets that I found in the Bible that were like clearly an act of God. So maybe (laughs) could be, could be what ended up happening. Um, It took, well, they wound up taking people in manually. They were able to open the gate and then they were just stamping people with like old school stamp on your hand, like get you in the door. Um, And I think it took them about 20 minutes to figure out whatever it was and get it turned back on. But that's funny. That was another confirmation. That was three. So he told me what to do. He helped me find the Bible. He gave me the tickets. And then I shut down the whole place when I got there. (laughs) 
Thus begin my journey of Jesus. Journey of Jesus. Yeah. So it was, um, at what point after that, would you say you really gave your life to the Lord? Um, I would say, so that was 2011. I surrendered, I think later that year. So maybe four or five months later. Okay. Yeah. I was just curious timing Mm -hmm. wise. Well, that's pretty awesome. Um, I'm sure that if I like looked at my life, I could probably share some things like that. But for me, like the thing that kind of popped into my head and just popped into my head um, (laughs) as you were talking, Drew and I, when we were first married, we, the whole first year of our life was quite strange in like how, where we lived, how we were living And I'm not going to get into all of that, but the bottom line is we ended up living for a period of time in San Diego. Drew was asked to participate in a fall tour for a sports ministry, um, Campus Crusade for Christ. That's what it was called back then is now called Crew. And they have a sports ministry called Athletes in Action. The way that things were going, this was like it was happening. Mm -hmm. So at that point, like I was working for Starbucks. Once again, you didn't know about Disney. I didn't know about Starbucks. (laughs) Here we are. (laughs) Here we are. And God still saved us. Imagine that. (laughs) Imagine that. So we decided to participate on this fall tour. It was really fun. It was a, Mm -hmm. um, a great experience. I felt like Drew and I grew really close together at that point because we left what we were like comfortable and familiar with. And we just had each other and the Lord. So I felt like that was really the point where we were, were growing a lot closer. So as we leave North Carolina, we're driving back across the country and um, we stopped to visit one of the teammates that he had played with. It was in Missouri. And that is where I found out I was pregnant with Mm. Kobe. And we are in shock and like crying because (laughs) we're like, (laughs) we have no jobs, (laughs) no place to live, no insurance. Our pets heads are falling off (laughs) and we didn't know what to do job. We got no food. (laughs) Literally. I'm like, I, I don't know what we're supposed to do. So we end up leaving Missouri, driving across the country praying, trusting the Lord, no idea where we're going. Where are we going, God? We, I just told you all the things we don't have. (laughs) So it ended up that we found ourselves living in Los Angeles, um, right on the border of Culver city. Drew's grandparents had a house that was, had been vacant for years. And they said that we could live there rent free. Drew decided to go get his Uh, teaching credential and master's at Azusa Pacific University. And I am pregnant Mm -hmm. and we're trying to continuing to trust the Lord through this. So just praying um, at this point, like we don't have connections down there. Um, I didn't have any friends. I believe I shared my story about how I met Mm -hmm. my friends down there and they were a huge blessing. We had reached a point where we had very little money Mm -hmm. and um, my husband comes to me and says, Megan, we need to tithe. We haven't tithed and it's been quite a while. And I'm like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, 
I'm like, we don't have any money. And Drew's like, but it's God's money and we, we have to let it go. Hmm. So, um, we had, I think we had $300 in our checking account. And he said, I'm writing a check for $200. Oh my. And I was like, I'm, I'm shaking telling this story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, so I'm crying and he prayed for us. Like we prayed together that the Lord would use the money and that he would further it for the kingdom. And I'm like, okay, God, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen next, but we're trusting you. Yeah. Well, the very next day I open up a card and it just said, we have been praying for you and thinking about you and just wanted to encourage you, um, during this season of your life. And we know that, uh, you have the new baby coming and we're so excited for you guys. And, and we love you. And inside was a check for $250. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I tell you now I'm like crying even more. Mm-hmm. because Drew felt the prompting of the Holy Spirit. I, as his wife, am allowing him to lead. I'm trusting him. I'm, I know that like God's not going to lead my husband astray and I've chosen this man. Mm-hmm. And so I am going to follow his lead. And the fact that like the Lord, not only like we, we did what we were supposed to do and what he was telling us to do. And we're, we're talking to him about it. He then turned around and said, see, like, Mm. why do you get so worried? I'm going to take care of you. And then I'm going to multiply it. Right. Yeah. That's such a great story because so many times, I mean, it reminds me of all the times that I have given in moments of feeling unsure uh, financially. And Mm. it's as if something, like you said, it shows up at the door. And I mean, that's not why we should tithe. It's just a trust factor. Mm -hmm. It's that conversational relationship that you have. So one of the things I want to tell you guys is when you get these random thoughts that seem to come from nowhere, I want you to take the time to write it down. And we're actually going to give you a free, free resource today. That's going to help you to be intentional with this, but we'll talk about that more in a little bit. However, if you write it down, take a minute to pray over it as well. One great response to these moments is actually asking God, God, if this is from you, please increase it. And if it's not from you, decrease it. This act, this prayer has never, ever failed me. And it's one of those things when you are confused, like, I don't know if this is from God, I I've been hearing it, or I've been seeing this. A lot of times people react to numbers for me for a long time, it was numbers. So eventually I, I learned what specific numbers meant from him. Um, and it was through a course of asking him, can you increase this? If this is from you and if it's not, then let's rebuke it together. And so that's one way you can kind of clarify, um, with God, what he is saying to you. Okay. I also want to add that the Holy spirit brings feelings of peace. So to know if it's your own thoughts or actually from God, you have to understand how the spirit feels. So in Galatians 5, 22 to 23, it says, but the fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, long suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, putting it simply, you won't feel fear, trepidation, 
stress or worry, but instead you'll have feelings of peace and happiness. Mm-hmm. Even if the task at hand or the answer can be overwhelming, you can still be at peace mm. when it is something God has told you to do. I love that. And, you know, we understand that there are prayers you have petitioned before God and you feel like you have been ignored. You feel that your prayers have fallen on deaf ears. I want to encourage you that scripture assures us that God hears every prayer. And just because he doesn't answer in it, the way or the time frame that we're hoping for does not mean that he doesn't care or that he isn't listening. And I want to share five ways that God is speaking to us right now. And the first is through his word. Perhaps it's the simplest way that God speaks to us. Every part of scripture is God breathed and useful one way or another, showing us truth, exposing our rebellion, correcting our mistakes. Like that's I never happened to me. me. Yeah. That's, mm-hmm. Just happened to me. Yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and training us to live God's way. A sign that God is speaking to you is when the same type of verses keep coming up. I don't know if you've ever had this, but I know for me lately, it's been the book of Luke for the last two weeks. Everything that's been shared with me, everything that pops up on my phone, everything I read is about Luke. So I started reading Luke today from the beginning because I was like, obviously he wants to show me something in this book. Yes. He also can use other people. So one of the signs God is speaking to you is wise counsel from other people. And this can take on different forms. So for example, like Moses, you may receive wise advice. I'm going to read this to you. Okay. When Moses's father-in-law saw everything he was doing for them, he asked, what is this you're doing for the people? Why are you alone sitting as judge while all the people stand around you from morning until evening? What you're doing is not good. Moses' father-in-law said to him, now listen to me. I will give you some advice and God be with you. Double check godly counsel. Mm, Yes. Just ensure that the wise counsel you receive is also godly counsel. Mm -hmm. Dear friends, do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits to see if they are from God. Because many false prophets have gone out into the world. That is from 1 John 4, 1. You can do this by reading your Bible and knowing God's word for yourself. So that when other people do counsel you or offer advice, you know if what they're saying is in line with God's word. My grandmother called me and I shared this with you that I hadn't got to talk to her in a little while. I just started telling her about all the things going on in our lives, you know, sports and the church that we just attended and what's happening with the joy revival. And then I started explaining more and more and more and more. And what's really interesting is this was such an unplanned conversation, but how the Lord used my grandmother Mm. to confirm once again, what we are doing in the joy revival is exactly what we're supposed to be doing. The things that she said, cause I told her, I said, Graham, I know I grew up in a home where 
My dad was a youth pastor for a number of years. My mom stood alongside of him and they worked in ministry. And then they joined the Fellowship of Christian Athletes and worked with them for 20 years. And then they started their own nonprofit ministry. And you would think that ministry, you know, it's technically in my blood, but never <laughs> did I ever think that I would be in this type of position. We talked about how when you said, oh, God says we're supposed to do a podcast, I laughed. <laughs> said, what? (laughs) Nope, not doing that. (laughs) And here we are. But my grandma had told me as I was speaking to her, she said, honey, this is very much a calling. The Lord puts it on your heart. And she said, you can't escape it (laughs) no matter how much you might try. Yeah. And she said, I love to see how the Lord is using you and Stacy. And she said, I love watching the things that you share on social that do bring joy because that's the only way she's really been seeing things, but she had no idea what we were doing with the joy revival. And I told her how the prayer is that this is a movement and that it will catch fire Mm -hmm. and that people will really grab the vision and want to be a part of this. And she just continued to speak life and confirm that this is what we're supposed to be doing. So just adding that I got a little bit of that, how godly counsel. counsel. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's the thing is, is when you do know the word, you'll be able to tell pretty quickly if it's, if whatever this counsel that you're getting is, is, is godly a, Mm -hmm. and if it will, if it will bring forth good fruit. Mm -hmm. Um, and so that's another one of the reasons why we say it's, there's power in knowing what the word actually says. Um, so moving along the third way is through visions and dreams all throughout the Bible. You can find numerous examples of God speaking to people through visions, through dreams, in different circumstances. The entire book of Revelation is a vision that God has shared with the whole world through the apostle John and one that everyone is still trying to figure out. So that's the, that's the, that's the hard part. When you get a dream or a vision is Mm -hmm. deciphering what God is trying to tell you. And a lot of times, a lot of times you won't know right away. Mm -hmm. And I can tell you this because I have had one open vision which means I was alive. I'm alive. I was alive. (laughs) You guys don't be alarmed. I was alive when I had this. (laughs) Okay. I was awake. Um, and then I've had two dreams and one of the dreams, um, I did not know the significance of it until about this year. And that dream was in 2009. That was before I was saved before I just had no idea what any of it meant. And now in 2022, I'm like Mm -hmm. clear as day. Mm -hmm. So timing, you you never know the timing, right? So just keep that in mind. And and also not every dream that you have that's weird is from God. Sometimes you just get bad Mexican food. Let's be real. Mm -hmm. Or you're using vetiver. Vetiver also makes you have some really interesting dreams. (laughs) I can't tell you how many people have told me they're like, I can't use vetiver. I like have these weird psychedelic dreams. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's, it, what's strange is that it's, 
this has come from multiple people. Um, okay. The fourth way is an inner knowing. So this is kind of like the gut, right? Mm -hmm. Um, so if you're a born again, baptized believer in Jesus Christ, the Holy spirit is always with you. Um, and in John 14, 26, it says, but the counselor, the Holy spirit, whom the father will send in my name will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have told you. Mm. So he faithfully nudges you in the right direction. If you will tune your ears and listen to him, Yeah. but how can you decide, right? If your inner knowing is your own desire or if it's the Holy spirit. And again, use the test of God's word. So going back to the first thing that we talked about, if your gut doesn't line up with what God says, it's not him. So that becomes all you. So a lot of times when people are talking about like leading with their heart or leading with their gut, like there's, I mean, discernment that needs to take place. And so, because sometimes it is, it's the Holy spirit, like something in your gut is not sitting right. And that is because the Holy spirit is telling you, this is not what you're supposed to be doing. You're acting out of my will. Like you're doing what you want to be doing. And so if it's not in alignment with him, once again, going back to his word, knowing that like that, the word of God will never lead you astray. And number five is clear or blocked paths. So one of the signs God is speaking to you is when he blocks or clears your path. Of course, you should be persistent in pursuing your goals. But if they're out of step with how God wants you to live or the plan that he has for you, he's going to block you. Mm -hmm. But on the other hand, when God wants you to go a certain way, he'll pop up, pop open an unexpected window for you to climb through. Now I want to make clear here that God does not block your path like the enemy. See, the enemy will frustrate you. He is condemning and uses shame. When God closes a door, I find it in, in my life to be abrupt with mm-hmm. no way in, like you're on the outside, like, <laughs> hello, what happened to this door? It was just open a minute ago. Mm-hmm. Um, where on the other hand is ninny pants mm-hmm. <laughs> is super annoying when he yeah. is trying to put a stumbling block in front of you. So I will say when Drew was applying for ultimately the job that he ended up taking in Willow's I mentioned this on one of our podcasts that he applied all across the country. And he said, I am not going to limit God Mm -hmm. now in his mind. And in my mind, we were like Florida, right? Lord, that's where we're supposed to go. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's Arizona. Maybe it's Idaho. It could be Texas, right? We would like to leave the California. (laughs) Yeah. So as we were, as he was applying to all these places, there was still this, like my will, this Mm -hmm. is like what I want. Well, interestingly enough, he applied to several positions in Texas. And that was like one of our top places that we were kind of, you know, like coping for. Mm -hmm. Um, He got a job offer at a Christian school in Texas. Yeah. And he told me, when he got the job offer, he was like, this is not the one. And I was like, you're sure. And he goes, no, I know. He's like the Holy spirit. There's no movement. Mm. Like there is nothing. Like, I just don't feel like this is the right one. 
fast forward to the job that he ended up taking here. I shared with you, the man doesn't cry. Mm -hmm. And he dropped to his knees after not even getting the job yet and just started worshiping the Lord crying, knowing I know this is the one. Mm -hmm. And then he got the job offer a couple hours later. Yeah. So when you are looking at the opportunity for, okay, how's the Lord going to open and close these doors? Well, in the case of that job, that was an open door that was here. Here's a job. Mm-hmm. Remember, you still don't have a job, but here's a job. Yep. And Drew was like, nope. Right. Like this is not the one because the Holy Spirit very much told him so that's not the one. Yeah. So then when the job did open up, he was like, this is the one because God is speaking to me. And I know yeah. this. That's a perfect example of God opening and clearing that path and the enemy saying, dangling something else in front of you, totally, just like he did with Eve in the garden. And then God says, you can have everything you want here. Just not that thing right there. Not that tree. You can't eat from that tree. And then the devil comes along and says, Hey, you can eat from that tree. It's Why cool, not? man. It's yeah. cool. That's all the, how the cool kids are doing it. Come on, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Come, baby, come on, baby, come on. That's like a song. I don't know which song it is. But... I don't either. It sounded good. I just mm-hmm. did like eight next. <laughs> I have like just two, one big one. Oh, if you guys could see us, we're doing double chins. <laughs> you look like Mrs. Potato Head doing this. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no. Oh. oh, I almost passed out. That was a big one. <laughs> oh you guys, man. I don't, I don't smoke. Why do I have the wheeze cough? The wheeze. Oh, laugh. it's my favorite. The wheeze is my favorite. So what I'm so, saying is he will tempt you. It, it's often it's, I see it a lot. You get the things that you're praying for. And then there's something else in the corner you know, a little carrot being dangled and you're like, Ooh, what's that shiny object? Maybe I should mm-hmm. go there. That's why it's so important to know when the Holy spirit is speaking to you. So we talked about a resource that we're going to give you and, um, it's a another page out of the rooted prayer journal. So mm-hmm. <laughs> if you guys staple them together in no time, you'll have the whole book. You're going to have your own <laughs> journal. Um, there's but- just so many good nuggets in there that, We don't want it to go wasted. And if you haven't had an opportunity to purchase the journal, I would encourage you to purchase it. Um, But you also are going to be getting little, little golden nuggets that are coming from it because Stacy will tell you that she did not write this thing. Mm -hmm. She's like, I, I, she goes back. The two of us will like be referencing it for different things. And she goes, what? I've never seen this before. I wrote this. She's like, oh, right. I didn't write this. Right. Like the Holy Spirit just came through my fingers into the computer as I was typing. So it's true. It's a true story. And so this is going to help you in discerning those thoughts. Um, It's a, a practical solution that you can do when you get the thoughts, you write them down. There's even a spot there for you to confirm because often he will confirm usually 
three times. I've never, mm-hmm. and, and, and the reason why three is significant is if you're familiar with the word, when something is very important or God really, really wants to get his point across to you mm-hmm. throughout the Bible, he will say it three times. There's always a confirmation of three. So I think that's all. I think that's mm-hmm. all we have. Okay. Well, thank you for joining us, my friends, and we will see you hopefully Tuesday without yes. any <laughs> any issues. Good morning. Right. But we just want you to remember that through the good, the bad, and the dumpster fires, we can still choose joy. That's right. Thanks, friends. Thank you. Have a good day. Have a good toodaloo from my 16 decks. <laughs> Why do I have to make that noise? Oh, and now you're hurt.